0: at the beginning of World War II which is a very cold winter that first winter and some of our men in North France were under canvas one night some of them froze to death froze to death in their sleep if they'd been woken up about two o'clock in the morning and made a jump around get their circulation going they wouldn't have died but as it was they, they went to sleep and never woke up and people can get into a sort of supernatural coma and perhaps even wake up in hell If you have a fixed rule of making yourself get a confession at least monthly, it's a sort of insurance against that awful thing happening to you. I'm getting towards the end now, and I'll treat of just three qualities that a good confession should have. Exactness, tranquility, and energy. First of all, exactness. We should distinguish between what's sinful and what's just an imperfection. As I said, if we've sinned, there's been a choice. And we put God first and self second. But an imperfection, an involuntary giving way due to our human frailty, there's maybe no voluntariness in that. And it's quite different uh, to a deliberate venial sin. For instance, forgetfulness. That's not a sin. And so, first of all, we can distinguish between what's sinful and what is just, really involuntary, a result of our human frailty. Secondly, tranquility. Too much anxiety can diminish our confidence in God's love for us. So we should have great peace in this sacrament. We shouldn't be anxious, for instance, if our memory fails us. As we know, even if I forget a mortal sin in confession, well, it'll be forgiven. And so we shouldn't let ourselves be confused by examination of conscience. We can't understand ourselves. No psychologist can understand us. Only God can understand us. We're altogether too complex, too deep. And when I look into my own heart, I wonder also perhaps too devious. It's impossible to plumb those depths within us. Only God can do it. But all this does not affect the validity of the sacrament. God's left his sacraments for sinners, not for saints. It must be marvellous to make an absolutely perfect confession And sometimes priests are terribly edified by people who come in with the most marvellous sorrow and shed floods of tears over their sins. And if a person receives that gift from God, well, it's a great deal to thank him for. But it doesn't take so much to trigger off God's Omnipotent mercy. And when we go to confession, if we do what we can, it works. And we have to remember we're going not to a judge who's got to make an exact assessment of our guilt, or to a psychologist who's got to try to unravel our motivation. We're going to a priest with God's power, will lift from us the burden of our sins. And so we may express ourselves, perhaps inaccurately, or the priest may understand us imperfectly. But so long as there has been no deliberate deception, the sacrament is conferred infallibly. So we shouldn't be anxious. And I'll add that it's sometimes better, perhaps, not to mention some venial sins, that expose the soul. If some sins tend to make us a bit worked up and scrupulous, if they're venial sins, there's no need to mention them. We can just be sorry for them, and they'll be forgiven when we receive the absolution. And then lastly, the last quality of a good confession is energy. And this refers to our purpose of amendment, in, in preparing ourselves to correct our faults because it's possible for people to wear themselves out examining their conscience and then going through a listening of venial sins and still remain absolutely incorrigible in their faults some people they practically take their conscience to pieces like, like a child pulling petals off a flower and then they have no energy left for the purpose of amendment so when we go to confession It is this purpose of amendment that we have to attend to and try to be really serious about it. Our seriousness regarding our purpose of amendment shows the seriousness of our contrition and the sincerity of the whole operation. Well, that's really all I wanted to say. But we must try to have a great love of this sacrament. Jesus has. When he came back from the dead, he could hardly wait to give it to us. He would hardly got into that upper room before he was saying, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive, they'll be forgiven. That's what he came to the world for, to forgive us our sins. And when he hung on the cross... What must have added to his sufferings was the realization that so many people wouldn't care twopence whether he was dying for them or not. When we go to confession, we console him. We say, Jesus, here's one poor sinner who's really glad and grateful that you died for me. So we have to reckon that this sacrament does come to us from the Sacred Heart of our Lord. And it gives us a very safe, easy passage back to that divine heart. And finally, you know, to understand anything in our Catholic faith, to see it in its true light, in all its simplicity, we need to look at it with Mary. And so far as Our Lady is concerned, every good mother likes to see her children going to confession. She likes to see them drawing closer to Jesus. And how much more so Mary. So you want to take the whole matter to her. If you turn to Mary, at once your sins will seem smaller and God's mercy bigger. And she, the only person who never needed confession, knows better than anyone the immense compassionate love that our Son has for us poor sinners. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.